From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the Christmas traditions that the two of you can create to strengthen your pillars of intimacy this holiday season. And there's a quote from David Cameron that says this about Christmas. Christmas gives us a special opportunity to reflect and pause on the important things around us. And I would even go so far as to add the important people Mm-hmm. around us. And that really, you know, ties in with what we're talking about with how you can strengthen your pillars of intimacy using Christmas traditions during the holiday season. But, you know, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug is really an opportunity for us to to celebrate you guys, to celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, to celebrate where you come into this place of saying, "What can I do?" And this hug comes from an email message that we received that started with, "Over the years, my wife and I became more like roommates than husband and wife." I'd get up, work, manage kids, their activities after school, buy groceries, and cook most of the meals. By the time 8.30 comes around and everyone's home, I'm toast. My wife works a job which requires her to talk to people and touch people all day long. When she gets home, she's all touched out. I allowed myself to find connection in other ways, mostly adult chat rooms. It all came to an ugly head one day this fall when my hidden activities were brought to light. We were headed to divorce. We'd separated. During this time, our interactions were only logistical. My role was the same, but when she got back to the house, I'd leave for the room I'm renting, and it sucked. I've worked hard on myself. Hello? Hashtag, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Reading books, listening to podcasts, counseling, and journaling. Your podcast and the Six Pillars of Intimacy book have given me hope. We talked over Thanksgiving, and I expressed my lack of connection, and get this, how I allowed our pillars to crumble. Mm. I need the physical pillar to be repaired in order for our emotional pillar to be rebuilt. We need to start there. Your book helped me realize what I need in order to fix myself. You've given me hope and helped start the repair of our marriage. After our talks during Thanksgiving, we had the best sex of our lives. Mm. We still have a long way to go, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. You know, and it's, it's what we've said for some time in this year as well, you know, the hashtag, what can I do? Looking, looking at ourselves and saying, all right, I'm in this predicament. I'm in this place. I'm in this spot. And yet what can I do? Mm -hmm. And there's still time. There's still plenty of time this year to be able to go, all right, what can I do? Well, I just think it's so powerful that he's able to understand what he, where he allowed the pillars to crumble Mm -hmm. and take that personal responsibility, that personal accountability for saying, Hey, this is what, this is what I allowed to happen. And you know, what an exciting um, season for this particular couple. And really for any of you, I mean, the six pillars of intimacy book is not just for this guy, right? It's not just for this marriage. Um, The book was written for each and every one of you. But as we start today's episode, we're talking about Christmas traditions. Yes, we are. And you know, we started thinking about this because there's a neighborhood, um, you know, like two miles from us, Christmas card lane. Yeah, a little and, less than that. Yep. And, you know, I was driving by there the other day and I saw that they had all, the, I mean, like gazillion lights. Every it, it's house really in the cool. neighborhood. Like, I think, I actually think when you move into that neighborhood, you probably, in your like uh, purchase agreement, it probably says something in there like you have to participate <laughs> because it's very rare. Like, I, you don't 
on this one part of the street, you don't ever see somebody without lights on. Yeah. And, and I mean, it can be, honestly, it could be some strings and strands. Uh, the majority of the people, though, go all out. And even some of the originals, they called it uh, Christmas Tree Lane. Christmas Card Lane? Car- oh, Christmas, Christmas Card, card lane. Yeah, Christmas Card. Yeah. So There's another so, one that's Christmas Tree Lane. Yeah. So the originals have an actual like Christmas card that they were that they were given that goes out. It's it's a large. It's, it's, it's like, like an a, official. Like, like it goes out in their yard. It's really it's cool. Like a historical, to walk you know, like the ones. historical register. It's that kind of thing. And so we, I was driving by there one night, coming back, um, just probably within the last week, and saw the lights on. I'm like, oh yeah, we need to go. We need to go look, walk the Christmas card lane, right? We need to get we out do. there. And, and that's one of the things that you know, since we've lived in this area, we're not in the neighborhood. We're not. We have like a strand of lights around our garage, so we're not. We're not at their level. Seriously, it's epic. Um, but it started getting us to think about like, what are those Christmas traditions, right? What are those activities that are meaningful to the two of you? And what does that look like, right? Because a tradition is defined as an established pattern of thought, action, or behavior. And so you start going, okay, well, what are, what are the thoughts? What are the, what, and specifically, when we talk about the six pillars of intimacy and your Christmas traditions, what are those actions and behaviors mm-hmm. that, that are established that comes into this place in this holiday season of saying, okay, well, what? what are the things that we do, mm-hmm. right? As a couple, what do we do? And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, in the month of December, around the holidays, there can be a lot of things competing for your, your attention, right? For your thoughts. Uh, a lot of things that you have to get done, mm-hmm. right? I was talking to a coaching client the other day and we were talking about Christmas lists and, and the stocking stuffers and, you know, still needing to find stuff for the stocking stuffers and the stores are all out. And she's like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, we're gonna, you know, online shop. Uh, and, and your behavior in that frenzy of, parking lots no parking lot was ever designed for the christmas season it wasn't so you just you get all kinds of unhappy driving around the parking lots or you know trying to get the last of whatever it is for your and your behavior can get a little nutso i'm just i'm just gonna put it out there and and that's not even bringing into you know in into our thoughts the 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 family the Christmas Eve dinners or caroling or Christmas day. What are we doing? Where are we going? Who's, who's, who do we need to invite? Who, who do we not want to invite? Who are we talking to conversations with parents, in-laws, kids, all of it, all all of that. Right. And so you can get into this place where, you know, your traditions can, and knowing what they are and actually talking about them in merch, it, it can be the difference between being cranky mm. or being content, right? The, the difference between being disappointed or deeply connected, the difference between being frustrated or fulfilled, right? Because how the two of you actually navigate this season together, how you're looking at your traditions in light of the six pillars of intimacy really can be, it can be a game changer. It, it can shift, you know, coming into the new year being like, thank God, another Christmas season is over or being in that place of saying, you know what? Thank God we had this Christmas season together, right? It all depends on how the two of you are approaching this together. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that, that Tony and I will do, and our, like our kids don't want to do the Christmas stuff with us. Although the younger one, I, I drove by there the other day with her and it was evening and I was like, Hey, you know what? Like you want to go do that and we'll, you know, we can bring a couple of your friends and we can all just go get some hot chocolate and we can walk around. You girls can, can walk and, and mom and I will do our thing. And she was like, yeah. Oh, well you, okay. Cause I had actually mentioned that and she said no. So clearly this is, this is the joy of having teenagers. Wow. Okay. You, you can get, and I don't know if I was before you or after you, <laughs> um, 
If you have teenagers, the truth of the matter is, is that on any given day, you could get an opposite answer. So you just got to catch them on the day. And I think maybe because you bribed with, and you didn't bribe, you offered the hot chocolate. Um, I didn't. That could have been the game changer. That may have been the game changer. But like when our kids were little, we did the Christmas pajamas. My mom, um, for my entire life. And I will say a thing with the the, the Christmas pajama tradition. I I will say that was more pushed by Elisa than than myself. Because I was like, Tony didn't care. I was like, great. You want to do it? Let's do it. I found it very interesting. We don't do that anymore. I, I did find it interesting the amount of frenzy and frustration that came around Christmas pajamas. And so for me, I, I send I sometimes with these sort of things, I will take the least um course of just frustration. And to me, like Christmas pajamas are Christmas pajamas. Like we can we can wear last year's. I don't care. Um but Elisa was always like, we know we need to have new ones. We had new ones for many years. We did. And and in all honesty, what started to shift was when the kids got older and they're like, I don't care. And I'm like, all right, well, if you don't care, like, I'm actually not going to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I can, like Tony just said, I can wear the same pajamas year in and year out. Um, <laughs> you only wear them for a few weeks and. But like, you know, maybe it's a certain ornament that mm-hmm. you get every year. And this is what I was about to say yeah. a few minutes ago. Like literally my entire life, guys, I will, I am, this is my 47th Christmas this December. And my mom has bought me an ornament every year. I have probably 20 angels for my first 20 years. And then after Tony and I got married, maybe 21 because 22. Yeah. We got married when I was 22. So from 22 on, we've had a family ornament, a couple's ornament. When the kids were born, they got like my mom's, my mom's tradition is the Christmas ornament. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it shows up every year and you just know it and you, you, you can feel it in the car and you're like, Oh, mom sent the ornament. Um, because that's her, that's like, she loves that. Yeah. And it's so neat to see all those ornaments on the tree, right? But you've got to figure out for either of you, for both of you, for your family, like they center us. Yeah. And I want to say something too, as, as you, you know, you get married and you're young, some of those traditions may carry over from what you see from your parents or, mm-hmm. or others, like coming down the line from, from family. And that's totally fine as well. I mean, one of one of my favorite traditions um, was Christmas morning. My, my dad loved stockings, and it was his. That thing. was his thing. It was his thing, and I mean, he made sure everybody. And I think when we were younger, married. Well, when I was younger, we, I was we say, finished the story. No, no. When we were when I was younger as a kid, we would just do it on mom and dad's bed. Um, but as we got married and everything, I mean, we always just would go into the living room and dad would just make sure everybody was there. And, and then when we had kids, I mean, it, it, he had to wait to make sure the kids were up. And Well, usually that wasn't a problem. It was getting getting family members up. Family our, our children were never the problem. Okay, I, I can't. It's been a, it's been a while since that, and I and I've blocked that out of my brain. In all honesty, the little those, kid years. those little kid like waking you up at two a.m. to to go look at you oh, know what oh. what Santa brought and all oh, that good goodness. stuff. But my dad's tradition was definitely like those those stockings. Yeah, we could have actually skipped like the Christmas tree and the presents as long as his stocking was epic, mm-hmm. right? And. and and again, where do you, where do you see those traditions? What matters to you? What does that look like? And you know, going back to that to the quote that I opened the show with, you know, those traditions. Christmas it reminds us of what we value. 
of what's important to us. And they become a way to focus in this season that can have a lot of distractions and all the shiny lights and the displays and all this kind of stuff, but to focus back on who's in front of us, not just what's in front of us, but who's in front of us. And, you know, we asked the question on Instagram and just a little shout out that our Instagram has been fully restored. And so it's nice to be able to ask you guys questions again. Um, Roughly 53% of the one family has some sort of Christmas tradition. That's good. So about half, give or take. Yeah. Um, You know, and it could be anything from, like we said, the Christmas pajamas. There are lots of you that make time to watch that special Christmas movie like Charlie Brown, National Lampoon's, The Grinch, The Santa Claus. Um, Elf. Elf. For a movie, movie, that would be Elf and A Christmas Story. Elf did not make it. There was not a single response that said Elf. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually a little sad now that you said That's why I didn't put it in there. Santa's here. I actually pulled out all of my Elf socks that I wear during the month of December. Um, You know, some of you exchange ornaments even in... A few of you even added that you do this under the mistletoe. Awesome. Uh, One present on Christmas Eve, going to Christmas Eve services. I love this thinking of the stockings. One couple finds part of their stocking is choosing random things from the pantry to put in each other's stockings just for laughs. Which I actually thought was kind of funny. It's I almost like, like a white elephant stocking. Kind of. Okay. Kind of like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, some couples make Christmas presents instead of buying them, or they'll mm-hmm. do the stockings first. Mm-hmm. Um, make Christmas breakfast together. Have Christmas sex with new lingerie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, because as I've often said on this show, lingerie is like wrapping paper. So if you go with like red, gold, green, it could be like your Christmas-themed wrapping paper, and then you just take it off. Yeah. Unwrap those presents. That's right. Right. And, you know, as, as I started looking over all the responses and again, thank you so much. When we ask those questions on Instagram, it's so valuable when you guys share mm-hmm. what you do. But as I started just looking at every single response, it hit me literally, I was like smacked upside the head. Every single response tied into the six pillars of intimacy. They match up. You can actually like use the six pillars of intimacy to build your Christmas traditions or look at your Christmas traditions and go, how are we using these to build our six pillars of intimacy? And we want to talk about that after this break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and we're talking about building Christmas traditions in with your six pillars of intimacy. And it really hit me this year, you know, I think with the launch of the book, with you know, like the hug that we got with so many of the testimonials that we've been getting around the six pillars of intimacy, that as you start to look at the different seasons in your life, or even the different seasons on the calendar, specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, here we are in the Christmas season. When you have that framework of the six pillars of intimacy, it really becomes that, that blueprint, those tools in your toolbox to say, how do we go through this season? Yeah. How are we strengthening our pillars. Exactly. And you can use it at any point in time. That's the beauty. If you look down deep, and sometimes you don't even have to look down deep, you can be right at the surface and realize how many ways you're being an intentional mm-hmm. and taking action in your six pillars of intimacy. And even around your Christmas traditions, this is a place for you to just go, wow, we are strengthening 
this area of our marriage and look how we're doing it and be proud of that and be like, wow, like we, we have this. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go over each of them just to, to help jog your mind for, for you to go, oh, okay, that's, that's where we're strengthening. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you pat yourself on the back or give your spouse a high five and say, look how strong we are in this one. Exactly. I have no problem with high fives. Guys, do it. Uh, your emotional intimacy. You know, the two of you might take a, t- a quiet night just to reflect on the year where you've been. You might be talking about the season and just, you know, thinking about your own Santa memories or Christmases of the past and just really sharing who you are and those feelings and the vulnerabilities, just focusing in on the two of you. Yeah. It may be, again, you, you, you step outside and it may be cold where you are, but you know, you have the fire pit going, you have your hot chocolate, you have your heater beside you, whatever it may be. You may be going for a drive, mm-hmm. you know, you may be taking a coffee break. It's just that time of year where things slow down a little bit and, and you have a favorite spot you want to go to. And it, it's just a like, ah, oh, like we can just go sit in the corner over here and just hang out for 15 minutes and or even a half an hour, whatever it is for you guys. Put away the phones. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still the, the big thing I'd say in the emotional intimacy, you know, put them down, mm-hmm. look at each other, engage one another. Yeah. Moving on to your physical intimacy, you know, thank goodness that there's so much mistletoe around these days. You know, yeah. you can do the kisses under the, under the mistletoe. You can, you know, light up the fireplace or the fire pit and cuddle in front of the fire. Make you, sure you have your bearskin rug. And once again, it wouldn't be a Christmas episode if Tony didn't get a chance to bring up the bearskin rug. It's been a little <laughs> while since, you know, some of you have heard that many, many times over the years. If you're brand new, Tony's got this thing. We do not have a bearskin rug. We don't. But someday. I've had I've had a number of folks I've from the one family. Yes, who've said that, but I've also had a number of folks within the one family who have sent us pictures or Amazon links to bearskin rugs. Yeah, it's, it's, a thing. it's a thing. But you know, what are those ways that you, you know, how do you link arms when you're walking together? Mm-hmm. Right? What are those kisses under the stars? Right? Look at the season. And don't let the physical intimacy slide just because you're busy. Mhm. Right. Just because you're running in a lot of different directions doesn't mean that you you stop touching one another. Right. Right. You still make that a priority. Again, I just want to make sure everybody knows Oh, the physical pillar. That is that physical touch that is Mm non-sexual. We're going to get we're going to get to the sexual intimacy pillar. So financial intimacy. This could be everything from doing your Christmas shopping together, making Christmas gifts because you're not spending money this year, um, choosing how many presents to buy or how much to spend, and maybe even buying those Christmas pajamas that we no longer do, but we know a lot of you do. We get the pictures. We get the pictures. But it's, it's being intentional about your financial intimacy in a season where that can go completely haywire. We, we've had that happen. And it's just it's just putting like those parameters around wh- where you're at and mm-hmm. what you're doing and how you guys are spending on one another and others. Mm-hmm. And, and so this this is a big one, and you can you can definitely be strengthening it during this season. I will say, for from our personal experience, if you have a number that you two have agreed upon, stick to it. Stick to it. I, I honestly, there's no better way to build trust and continue to um, just strengthen your financial p- intimacy by truly like sticking to what you say you're going to do there. 
Well, we even had a conversation with our youngest last night and we were talking about money and limits and she goes, she goes, Oh, I know Christmas is it, Christmas definitely has a limit. Like she, because we've been so candid with our kids in terms of financial intimacy, like they know here's yeah. your budget for Christmas. Yep. Right. And, and so that actually eases a lot of the stress around the holiday season going to the next pillar, spiritual intimacy. You know, many of you mentioned that you do Christmas Eve services together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you do, lots of people read the the biblical story of Jesus's birth yeah. as a family around Christmas or Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, that type of thing. You maybe you do a devotional together. There's something you pray together mm-hmm. before your meal on Christmas Day. There are ways to bring that spiritual intimacy in and not get so caught up in all the other stuff that's spinning that you forget to continuously focus in on that pillar as well. Yeah. Going on to recreational, there are lots of opportunities to build your recreational intimacy in the month of December. Um, we've talked about a few of them, right? Going to see the Christmas lights, um, all of the Christmas movies. I mean, you could literally, I mean, I'm sure there's some, probably a Hallmark station or one of the you know movie stations that like plays Christmas movies continuously for the month of December. You can decorate the tree together. You can bake cookies together. You can do those, you know, having a white elephant party, even with friends, you know, couples gifts and that type of thing. You can get into this place where there are, there are really no excuses. I'm actually just going to put this out there. There's really no excuse not to build the recreational intimacy or any of the pillars of intimacy during the month of December. Because again, and this is why we talk about the six pillars of intimacy. If you know what the framework is, then you aren't grasping at straws about how we stay connected in a season. Mm-hmm. You can actually just go, oh, it's a Christmas season. There are lights. Let's actually go just work on our recreational intimacy tonight. Babe, I'm, you know, be ready at seven. We're going to go walk the neighborhood and look at all the Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. It actually almost give, makes it easy for you. You may actually find that this is an easier season to build your different pillars of intimacy because there are so many different opportunities. And for those of you who love the, the snow and you have your traditions out there, like, no, I mean, some of you do, you, you go, do, do, you, you go down and you're out chopping your own Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're going skiing, snowboarding, you, ice you, fishing for our ice fishers, fisher uh, people. <laughs> sure. Sorry. We have some, yeah, we, we, have, we have some friends problems. who ice fish. Yep. I, I don't know what the actual, but, but this is about. that time of year when those activities are a bit different, but there are traditions around it that you may have, you, you, you may, may have that, you know, that morning cross country skiing, you know, Christmas morning, you wake up and that's what you guys go do it. You're, you're snowshoeing, you're whatever it may be, but these are those activities and fun things that you do that have become tradition around the Christmas season. So you make snow angels, we could make sand angels. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tony's like, no, you're not getting back in my car if you have sand from head to toe. <laughs> Finally, the sexual intimacy pillar. You know, it could be Christmas Eve sex, Christmas morning sex. You could get new sex toys for Christmas, new lingerie for Christmas, right? It's like, you know, we, we talked about last week. Sex doesn't have to take a break during the Christmas season. That's right. In fact, I would actually recommend that it doesn't take a break during the Christmas season. And I would say in our sexual intimacy, there was a time when having sex on Christmas morning was a tradition for Elise and I. And we shared that in last week's episode when we would sneak away. And even when our kids were were younger, we would do that. And, and as you guys look at every single pillar of intimacy, just reflect. Mm-hmm. This is your time to just reflect and go, wow, that's how we're strengthening this pillar. Or this is what we're doing in this area of our marriage this season. And that's amazing. And no matter if you have regular traditions or they sort of come and go, 
it's all good. I will say that Elisa and I, in this point in, at this point in time, there are traditions that have come and gone, and there's some that we're we're still sort of doing. But we honestly look at our pillars of intimacy and go, how are we strengthening them? What are we doing this year throughout this season? And what are the Christmas traditions that we're going to put into play? Even sometimes right now, and even looking at them going, wow, that's what we do do. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it allows you to go, all right, this is what we're doing. So that way, as we go through this year, as we go through this Christmas season, we are going to come out stronger. As we step into, as we end this year, right? And we step into the next year, where are we already strengthening these and being intentional and taking action? So you guys go out there, have fun. And if you don't have a tradition, make one, start one. It has to start somewhere. And we know because you're part of the one family that you're action takers. So this is the year that maybe you're going to look at one of the pillars and go, this is a tradition that we're going to start. Go out there, have fun, and enjoy yourselves. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.